we would not pray, Lord, exalt me. We would not pray that. But they understand the meaning here is that the Lord will come to our aid and lift us up out of our situation of trouble. Now, there are cares that the Lord will never come to help us with. The Lord, these are cares that need to be cast away. If they are cares of vanity, and you're always looking in the mirror wondering, am I the most beautiful of them all? And you're worrying about that little aging wrinkle. Welcome again. This is Ian Golliher, and we thank the Lord for His grace to us and the opportunity to bring you the message of God's Word. We're coming again to the theme of worry-free living, 1 Peter 5, 7, casting all your care upon Him, for He careth for you. Maybe you're having a, a very difficult day, and you wish that it was a care-free day. Well, it's not really possible to live in this world and have care-free days. Uh, the whole matter of management needs things need our attention. Children need attention. The teacher cannot have a carefree day. There's a goal to set. There's targets to reach. There is the need to instruct the children to get them to a certain level, and the pressure is on. And of course, that applies to many avenues of work. The, uh, the construction worker has to fulfill the target so that he keeps into the time frame that the other trades coming behind uh, will not uh, be upset with him. And, uh, of course, if it's piecework, the faster you can get it done, the more efficient you can be, uh, then uh, the better the prospects are in your business. So life is like that. But these cares, of course, are are all-consuming, overwhelming cares, cares that just, just cause us to sink rather than swim. And the Lord says, casting our cares upon the Lord. And we can take the daily things, the average uh, tasks to the Lord, and we can take those things that we just have no answers and lay them at the Savior's feet. So that's our message today from 1 Peter 5, 7. We also have a hymn, and we're going to turn to that in just a few minutes after this message from Psalm 21. And the hymn is, Blessed Jesus, Blessed Jesus. But Psalm 21 is really the, the prayer of the people to give thanks, the reasons to give thanks, and the time to give thanks. We're told here that the people are to give thanks because the king shall joy. And these are leaders. Those who lead God's people have all the responsibility to lead wisely and safely. All the people, well, verse 2 tells it right there, thou hast given him his heart's desire and has not withholden the request of his lips. And David wrote in the third person, to produce a national anthem for the people, to be a psalm in Israel's hymnal or psalter. Now, every church should have a good hymnal. Thereby, every member in the church can express their worship, their praise 
in the congregation of the saints, filled with good, hearty, meaningful prayers and giving of thanks. I'm not in for the the modern itty-ditty chorus that repeats one or two lines over and over and over until it's almost brainless expression, expression without head or heart, because it's so repetitious. Indeed, the Lord Jesus warned us against uh, repetition, and we have to be offering to God meaningful devotion that expresses true desire and the burden of our hearts. And I hope that today that you can give that unto the Lord. Now, here in the Psalm 21, we have the reasons to give thanks. In verse 2, it is because the Lord has heard. The petitions of Psalm 20 have been answered, and these are reasons. And if God has answered your prayer, remember to praise him. Remember to give him all the thanks and all the praise. Thank you for being a part of our program here today. We're turning to the hymn, Blessed Jesus, Blessed Jesus. to the humility, the humility that is required. Now, I keep insisting here that verse 6 and 7 are linked together. You'll notice that verse 6 ends with a colon. You'll see this in your own Bible at the end of verse 6, that it ends with a colon. And then verse 7 begins. So this is all one thought, one plea or exhortation, And you'll notice here that the action really is reversible. So if we want to understand what it is to cast your care upon the Lord, you will see that it means to humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. That's what casting your care is. Likewise, to humble yourselves uh, under the mighty hand of God is the same as giving up your care, your rolling it onto the Lord. Now, to cast yourself on the Lord is therefore to humble yourself under his mighty hand. And humility is required. Humility that will obey the exhortation, humble yourself. It is something that you're commanded to do you'll notice that it is linked with the very word, therefore. Humble yourselves, 
Therefore, humility is the chief thing. You must do this or else you will not know the Lord lifting you up. It's like a young horse in training. And when it's loving the freedom without all the leather and all the harness, yet when that bridle is put on and the bit is put into the mouth, until it surrenders and humbles itself to the, uh, the harness, to the bit and bridle, there will be nothing but frustration and there will be anguish, there will be tension between that young horse and its rider. And the Bible says to us, be not as the horse or as the mule which have no understanding, whose mouth must be held with bit and bridle. Don't be like that. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Also, this humility is humility that will recognize God's hand in it. God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace to the humble. His hand is on the tap, and we are depending upon the reservoir to flow grace into our lives and to deliver us from everyday situations. But the Lord's hand is on that tap, and unless we recognize his hand upon it and that it is the hand of a good God, then we will not be humble. I read in the book of Ezra uh, that over and over again he stated that the Lord kept him, preserved him according to the good hand of the Lord that was upon him. And you want to be in that situation, especially in times of trouble. Now it says here that it is a mighty hand and humility will recognize the might of God's hand. It's the, it's the hand of authority. It's the hand of power. And it's not ours to question. It's not ours to ask why. We are to submit under that mighty hand, because unless that hand guides us, directs us, we can never prosper. Now, humility also will rest in knowing that it's the hand of love and the hand of grace. He giveth grace to the humble, but resisteth the proud. And if we understand grace at all, we know that it is better than ever we deserve. And so we bow to the hand and we turn to God. And we know that the God who planned the very cross of, our, of Calvary for our redemption, uh, that is the very same God who rules our hearts and works in us. In Jeremiah 29, 11, the Lord says, For I know the thoughts that I have toward you, thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you an expected end. 
Now, there's a literal translation of that that I want to give you, and it says, For I have known the thoughts that I am thinking toward you, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you prosperity and hope. Now, if you know anything about the book of Jeremiah, uh, they were days of great trouble and trial. There seemed to be judgment after judgment and affliction after affliction. And yet to God says to his people, that ye know the thoughts that I have toward you. Now also, this humility to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God, it requires honesty. It requires that we admit and confess our cares. We're to pray them out. We're to make them known to the Lord. And this honesty is to accept that God is working for you. Now, the humbling not only precedes the exaltation, but it prepares us for it. And this honesty is to admit that we are slow and weak to trust in the Lord's ways. And honesty to come with all our cares. Sometimes we just play the role of pretense, and we take certain things to God, but we don't pray about those other things. Some people trust God for their souls, but they don't trust God for their health or their wealth or their needs, nor for wisdom. And only when we are in real deep trouble do we learn to cry out and cast our cares upon the Lord. In the book of Proverbs, we read, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him. Now it takes humility. It takes humility to come to a prayer meeting and to pour out your heart and plead with God it takes honesty to get alone with God and say, Lord, search my heart. See if there's some wicked way in me. I humble myself under your mighty hand that you may lift me up in due season. Now, we have one more H to preach, and that is the help that the Lord gives. It says here that he exalts in due time. Now, this word exalt seems to be seeming dangerous. Uh, we would not pray, Lord, exalt me. We would not pray that. But they understand the meaning here is that the Lord will come to our aid and lift us up out of our situation of trouble. Now, there are cares that the Lord will never come to help us with. The Lord, these are cares that need to be cast away. If they are cares of vanity, and you're always looking in the mirror wondering, am I the most beautiful of them all? And you're worrying about that little aging wrinkle. Well, you cannot bring all these cares to the Lord and say, Lord, I, I want you to help me in my vanity. Nor can you ask the Lord to help you in your pride. If your aim and object is to be more honored, more 
exalted, more praised than any other man in the group or in your neighborhood, and you want to be the most important. You can't come and say, Lord, help me with all of this care, and certainly not lust. If you are asking for something that is really forbidden, and you are craving, longing, seeking, the Lord is not going to come and help you out of that care. Then there are other cares that we should not be freed from. There's a mother's care for her children. The Lord is not going to take away from a mother every care for her child, because that's natural. That's the way God creates mothers, with that maternal instinct, and to care for her children. And the Lord's not going to take away that motherly, caring nature toward your child. You will have that all your days as a mother. Now, the Lord will help you to carry that care, but he won't take it away. Husbands, you have the care of providing and uh, being the leader and being the caregiver in your home. The Lord's not going to take away that care. He's not going to allow you to sit in your armchair with your feet up day in, day out, without a care or a thought for your responsibilities. But when you engage in your rightful duties and responsibilities, the Lord will help you. The Lord will come to your aid and be your helper. I think of pastors, elders that are fitting into this whole chapter here. This chapter 5 begins with the elders that are among you. I exhort. The Lord will not take away the care, the burden that God gives to pastors, elders, mature Christians who care for the good of souls and for the church. The Lord's not going to take away that care. In fact, we should be praying, Lord, give that burden to a greater degree. Don't allow me to be careless about the Lord's church and the Lord's people or the souls of men. But come, Lord, and give me the grace that I need to fulfill my responsibilities. I read of men like David Brennard and many others that their prayer ministry, their burden in prayer, their many tears and longings for the moving of God, surely that was a God-given burden. And it'd be wrong to say, Lord, take it away. But rather we would pray, Lord, give me a genuine Christ-like burden for the souls of men in all their needs. Then there are cares which the Lord definitely helps us with. Well, if you look at verse 8, keeping things in context here, that the Lord exalts us, or he lifts us, above the reach of evil of the devil himself. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about. And the Lord can protect us. The Lord can put a hedge about us to lead us out of the reach of the devil himself. Down in verse 10, 
you will notice that the Lord can exalt us or lift us up to spiritual maturity. The God of all grace who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus after that you have suffered a while make you perfect. And the word perfect there has to be mature. Establish, strengthen, settle you. And so these are the cares that the Lord will help us with. Now, there is need in every one of us to be more mature, to grow, to abound in God's grace, to be established in the faith, to be strengthened in our faith and life for God, and to be settled. Perhaps there's someone here and you're not certain what direction you're to go. You're not sure what the future holds. You need the hand of God to settle you. And that is the work of the Lord to lift you up. And of course, as ever, the Lord waits to be gracious. And sometimes there is a waiting period in our Christian lives when we're commanded to wait on the Lord. And again, I say unto you, wait on the Lord. And that's prayer time. That's to submit yourself and humble yourself under the hand of God that he may exalt you, lift you up, give you direction, give you his grace in the right hour, the right time of need. So we have had in this text tonight the hope that this brings, casting all your care upon the Lord. And there's the humility that it requires that we may humble ourselves. And then there's the help that is promised to every one of us as we trust in the Lord. Now think of Peter penning these words to these Christians as they were abandoning their homes, going out from place to place with their little bundles, wondering where next, how will we do? And Peter writes these words, casting all your care upon him, for he careth, he's interested, he is involved in the needs of your life. And then, of course, it's right through to heaven. Uh, verse 11, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. And then back in verse 10, who hath called us unto his eternal glory. And that is the final, the final exaltation of the Christian. Thank you for joining with us here as we have brought this message today on worry-free living. Now, is that real? Do Christians really live worry-free? Well, I can say that they live to worry less, but rather they know where to take their worries and cast them and leave them with the Lord. That is the requirement as we would fulfill 
this portion of God's word, 1 Peter 5, 7, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. It is a duty that we are to take our cares to the Lord. Now, undoubtedly, the prayerless Christian will not know this blessing. The Christian that will not uh, admit to his own need and perhaps in pride uh, refuses to acknowledge that there is a difficulty, uh, it, it does require a great deal of humility uh, to submit and to cast our issue and our need with the Lord and leave it with him. And yes, we as Christians are slow to learn to trust in the Lord's ways. Uh, we want to have control ourselves. We sometimes refuse just to hand it over and say, Lord, here it is. I can do no more. I have given this my all. I'm a failure. I am in need of your gracious help. I roll the burden unto you. And some people trust God for their soul, but they don't trust God for their health, or their wealth, or the material things that are in this world. But surely God, our Heavenly Father, is not just a Savior of souls, but He is the preserver and the keeper of life and our bodies. The very breath we breathe, He gives us. The uh, health and the mind, all of these are the gifts of God. And we're to rejoice in God's care in the minute of everyday life, and take the, the little needs as well as the great needs unto the Lord, learning them to, to trust in the Lord for each and everything. Wives, uh, perhaps you have a set of cares that your husband doesn't carry, and there are things that trouble your heart, then take them to the Lord. And husbands, as the provider of the home, you may feel that you have a burden to provide and the financial realm, uh, the career that you have, and balancing work with home, wife and children, paying the bills, you can take these things to the Lord. And the Lord delights when we do so. He is uh, our Savior, and we are his children. So let us develop this pattern and this habit of casting all our care upon the Lord. Here at Let the Bible Speak, I must also cast my care upon the Lord for each day's program, for each bill that comes in, and for each pro station that we must have programs in time. Many details that are to be taken care of, and we must learn to trust the Lord. He gives us the health, the strength, he gives us the finances. He gives us the uh, organizational abilities. And we've got to trust him that he will guide us to the next step and lead us in those paths that are for his glory and honor. And if it's not for his glory, then there is no reason to be even in such a work. And so we're trusting the Lord. And we're learning to trust, learning to lean that is the testimony of all God's children. So may the Lord encourage your heart and may you have that peace that comes by casting all your care upon him. 
for he careth for you. You are listening to Let the Bible Speak, the radio broadcast of the Free Presbyterian Church in Canada. This is Pastor Ian Golliher. If you missed part of today's program or would like to hear it again, you can find it archived by program date on our website. Just go to www.ltbs.ca. CA for Canada. There you can read my blog, find my Bible study notes, audio and video sermons, as well as helpful articles. Or you can go to our podcast on iTunes. We're on the air Sundays at 9.30 a.m. for our full church broadcast and Monday to Friday, 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. on this station to bring you the gospel from our free Presbyterian church here in Cloverdale. We also invite you to our church services on Sundays, 10.30 and 6 p.m. Through our website, you can listen and view to our online services at 10.30 and 6 p.m. Make it your Sunday worship. Click on the Live Now button on the homepage of our website. Or if you would like to talk with me one-on-one as a pastor, please give me a call. The phone number is 604-897-2040. The mailing address is 187-9058 Avenue, Surrey, BC, V3S1M6. We're located just two blocks north of Number 10 Highway on 188th Street. Our website again is ltbs.ca. You can join us Monday to Friday, 5 a.m., 5 p.m. here on this station as we let the Bible speak. Mm -hmm.